amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Comment or ask your question and 
be prompt and precise as to as to your point. That will allow us to get as many callers in um, as possible. So we encourage you guys to just kind of keep up with us and, and share your comments and questions tonight. Um, this topic up until Saturday, I believe it was Friday or Saturday. I can't remember Rodney, whatever day it was, but I was working, I believe it was, I think it was Friday, and I was um, working, cooking actually, and this has been a trying week, and I'd like to share my experiences and, and things that I'm going through because, again, it, it, it will help someone else. It, it actually was was the reason for this topic. And until then, I had no idea what we were going to talk about. Um, and so a good friend of mine um, lost her son on Mother's Day, so last uh, Sunday. Uh, her son passed away 19 years old on Mother's Day. And, and so Friday I was kind of in here, and as you know, when things like that happen, People go through challenges and and situations and things, you know, feeling some kind of way, of course, and we kind of get caught up. And so I was thinking about just kind of everything that was going on and, and um, how we just respond to life and situations. And, and sometimes we get caught up. And, and I want to, you know, it's not about the, the death and the dying, of course, but it's just about the life, so just the life part of us. And I can say for myself, oh, gosh, I can, oh, even a year ago this time, I, I, I was so caught up in myself and so caught up in my own personal stuff and circumstances, and I have to push my way through that even now. Um, I was listening today to the show that we did, uh, We're Okay. There's a lot on our mind. I was listening to that show today and just thought about, again, how the transformation process, you have to keep at it. You have to keep going because there's always a part of you that needs to die. There's always a part of self that that we need to look at in order to minimize um, being or getting caught up in our feelings, in our emotions, um, in our own stuff, in our circumstances, in our situations. You just have to choose life. You have to choose joy. You have to choose your way, your path. You have to just choose to create the life that you want. And so if you get up and you choose to be miserable and remain caught up, that is your choice. It was my choice to stay in my funk when I was there. It was my choice to take offense to everything someone said or did it was my choice, and those choices were coming from a place. It wasn't until I decided to look at myself, to look at what I was allowing people to do to me, things to do to me, and more importantly, what I was doing to myself. So I was caught up. Um, so we're going to move forward. I want to remind you guys quickly about the, the trash can baby Um Ask you guys if you have not tried this, do so. In order to promote change, we ask you to do something that sounds so silly, but it's so wonderful. Um, for our new listeners and, and old ones as well, our repeat listeners, if you haven't tried this or if it's been a while since you've tried it, try it again. We ask that you move your trash can, preferably one that you visit frequently, and in moving it, then determine or pay close attention to how or if 
you return to its old location, where you moved it from. How many times do you go back? How, how long does it take for you to get it? And in doing that, think about how often or how the mind keeps up with even the most insignificant things, something as simple as where you put your trash. And I, I like to share the story where I was keeping up with not just where my stuff is, but where my friend's trash can was. I literally passed the trash can to get to where it used to be. Like it's literally in, in sight and I'm passing it because my mind just took me to where I knew it was. Although I also knew she had moved it. The same with with here in my own house. So it's important. Not only that not only do we keep up with our own stuff, we start to take upon or take on the things of other people. Not that anything's wrong with helping taking on, but sometimes we take stuff on that we, we can't we have no control over. Meanwhile our our stuff is going unnoticed or we avoid it. And sometimes we take on stuff to avoid ourselves, to avoid taking a look at ourselves. Taking a look in that mirror and saying, what is going on? Who am I? So this show is going to be about a lot of things. Um, Rodney and I both are tired tonight. When I when Rodney loves he's like, you sound as tired as I feel. And I think we're just kind of emotionally, because we go all in. I mean, I know Rodney has he's teaching, he's in class, working on the education summit, um, all these other things. Same here. I'm, I'm working 40-plus uh, hours a week, working on some different conferences and things like that. We go at it, and sometimes you just have to go in and, and let yourself go. So that being said, I want to continue to remind you because we have people constantly coming, popping in and out. We're not going to air again after tonight until June 8th, I believe, and we'll, we'll confirm that, but we'll be off next Friday and then June 1st. I mean, next Monday and then June 1st. We'll be back on June 8th. So, Rodney, talk to the hey, people hey, tonight. Hey, what's happening? What's happening, everybody? Uh, this is Rodney Tammy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be on uh, once again. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited about this two-week break that's coming up uh, because the brother is tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I, but I am happy to be, to be doing the show one more time. Uh, I think that it's going to be a great show, uh, very interesting topic. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to come up with it uh, this weekend um, because there are so many ways that we can go with this topic. So I'd love to touch on as many as as, as possible before we get off of the air tonight, So, um, especially since we won't be, go- be back on for a few weeks. Um, but I, I've done some reading on... Uh, people getting caught up into themselves and um, people making uh, egotistical decisions, people making emotional decisions. And what I have found is that, believe it or not, um, a lot of the decisions that are made that impact not only us in our personal lives but also in our professional lives and in our social lives um, are made out of selfishness. They are made uh, from our egos or they're made from our emotions. And a lot of times we only think about right now or at that particular time or in the moment. And we allow that to impact 
us long term. And so as we move through this conversation, um, you know, I think it's I think it's very important that, that we look at who we are as people um, individually and then look at how we are at work, look at how we are in relationships, look at how we are as parents, um, as mentors, um, as Christians, just examine ourselves in so many uh, different ways and, and, and really look at, you know, are we making decisions that are based on our feelings or are we making sound decisions? How are we living as people? Are we living um, in a way that's going to not only benefit us today but will set us up for the future? So I think it's important to keep those things in mind. You know, Rodney, I, I, I'm glad you brought up, and, and I was going to start out and ask you a question, but I, I'm glad you brought up about how we are or who we are as Christians, as parents, at work, and so forth. Uh, I thought about earlier Erica Murray, and I don't know if you ever got to hear uh, any of the shows that we did with Erica Murray, but I always go back to her book, a wonderful book, and it's called CEO to the Power of You. And Erica is just a phenomenal woman. I mean, she inspired Tika and I to know him. But the one thing, many things I take away from her book, but the one thing that I've taken away the most is basically, who are you? Basically, are you this, this political, are you this, this a collection of people based on where you are, who you're with, um, and so forth? And, and people need to really let that simmer for a minute because if you really think about it, if most people really think about it, you are one way at home, you are a one person, or maybe even several people at home, um, another at work, another at church possibly, um, another when you're around these friends or, or the other friends. And so you become, that's, that's even a sense of being caught up because you're caught up in trying to, I guess, please or appease or be someone that you're really not, which can cause and, and does cause confusion in one knowing just who they are. I think so much comes from a place of people not really knowing or understanding who they are. Who am I? What makes me sick? What hurts me? And then once we find that out, we're not really truthful about who we are, the parts that we need to, those things that we need to change, um, those things that we need to be unapologetically, don't, don't apologize for. Because there's, there's some parts of me that I'm sorry, I, it's just me. And I have recently just decided, hey, I'm going to accept these things. I can find some positive ways to be me. And for those of those people who this validates or this adds value to their life, so be it. For those that can't roll with it, so be it. But I refuse to continue to live life trying to appease and please. And that doesn't mean I'm, there's not going to be some time where I have to, to alter some things, change some things. Life is about change. However, there's some parts of me that are just me. And I refuse to get caught up trying to be anything other than that. And so you're right. There's so many places we can go from here um, or go with this topic. And I guess 
as as anything, it is our desire here on the Butterfly Vision Show to really get people to dig deep and and find something in every show that fits you and and make you want to deal with that and be a better person. That's what it's about. You being the best you that you can be and doing life. Because people, I'm starting to think, are we um, are we living around people who are mechanically built? I mean, people are really starting to look like zombies. And I think it's because they're so disconnected. We're so far from relationships. I mean, people want to have an entire conversation by text. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Okay, if you're 18, <laughs> I can't sit and have a conversation with you by text. But there's such a sense of disconnect, which, again, allows, right as you said, people get caught up in emotions and feelings and they uh, kind of just make these decisions on a whim. Um, for what? I don't. And we're just so disconnected, and that means we're so easily, we're so it's so easy to get caught up because we seem to be searching for something, something. I, I think we have to remember, Tammy, that there's a di- that, that there's a difference between adapting and conforming. When you adapt. It's 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 in a physical sense, right? So you wouldn't. So depending on where you are, you may have to adapt. For example, if you live in the South, um, things are are much slower than they than they would be in New York City. So let's say you're going from Jackson, Mississippi, uh, to New York City, you would have to adapt to that to, to, to the New York City lifestyle. You would have to adapt to the fact that. Uh, life moves at a much quicker pace in New York City, right? So adapting is is a physical thing. And so in life, we're always going to have to adapt because situations are different. And depending on where you live, depending on where you go, um, you know, your 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 physical presence, your your daily activity is going to be different. However, conforming is not physical. Conforming is what's in your heart, and a lot of us uh, have cons- the ways of the world. And so, with with that, whatever the world is doing, we're doing. Whatever the world says, it's okay to talk about, or whatever the world says, we should be talking about, or what we should be watching on TV is what we look at because we have no sense of identity. You know, I, I, it, everyone uh, when I when I hear people talk about um, Monday. It's are you really that upset with this day that God created, you know, or is it because everyone else complains about Monday, so you're hopping on this bandwagon too that you hate Monday? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we we find ourselves having these conversations, and a lot of times I wonder if it's because that's how we truly feel, or we're looking for some attention because people who conform. Are just that they're, they're they're people who have become a part of something. They had no idea what they're a part of. They have no idea if that's how they really feel, or if they're just going along with everyone else. Like you, you, you watch people take on a number of tasks, right? And then, oh, they they calling me again. Oh, I gotta go to another meeting. Oh, why they keep bothering me? But you keep signing up for it. So either you want to be a part of it. 
or you really have an issue with always being called upon. It can't be both. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that you have to adapt physically depending on where you are, but it does not mean that you have to put your heart into it. Even in the Bible it tells us that we live in this world, but we are not of this world. At least we shouldn't be. So you have to adapt because we live here on earth. However, things are going to be different when we leave this earth. But, you know, and that's why we have a physical body because we can't walk around as spiritual beings because it's not appropriate for being here on earth. So to to adapt, God made sure that we had the skin, the physical presence to survive here on earth because we can't, we couldn't do it otherwise. Right, and you, Robbie, you know how I feel about the adapting and conforming. My, my, my thing and my thought on that is not not only conform, but we have become addicted. People have become addicted to the world and the way of the world. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it. Whether they call themselves religious, Christian, or whatever, it seems that again, like you said, whatever the world is doing, there is no difference. A friend and I were talking about this this week. There's no. Rarely do are you able to determine a difference in people. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this person is a person of integrity, of character, um, and 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 I won't even just go to the point of saying religious, although it should be very clear. It should be, but but if you put put people one beside the other, rarely are you able to just. To see that, and I remember being a young girl, and I could tell—I I never forget this story. I've shared it a few times here, and I believe I was in the second grade, second grade, second third, somewhere around there, and seeing this lady come in. I was with my grandmother to the doctor's office, and and I just instantly thought she's either at that age a a Christian or a teacher. I mean, that is just those. She had to be one or the other, and it was just—I was a young girl. Just. Just being able to pick that up, uh, I don't know if I've ever really felt that again in that way. And so we just have to do better, especially about being caught up, reacting, uh, like you said, conforming to the patterns of this world, and I think being addicted to them and not really knowing who you are and, and so easily able to get caught up. And and. I was doing some research that said someone who gets caught up in their feelings tends to be very self-centered, as though their feelings and thoughts are the most important thing in the world, and they expect other people to recognize that, too. They can be very irritating because they often expect their feelings to get them out of doing the less pleasant things of life. I was out last night to Target and um, a few other places throughout the day earlier, and again, I'm recognizing people just just don't have joy. It's like trying to get them to communicate, to talk, to smile. And this is why they're at work doing doing their job. I came across this young lady last night at Target. Um, did a great job doing her job. She had a very pleasant spirit, one that I've not came across in quite a while. Um, while I'm out shopping or whatever, and so she asked she. Late, so she asked this lady to kind of step in, an older lady to kind of step in and help out with the line, of course. And this lady um, that she asked, I mean, you would have thought that she asked her to kill someone. 
just the, the, the huffing, the puffing, the blowing. And I'm thinking, number one, you're at work. The people who are standing in this line is the reason that you have a job, number one. Number two, you, you could be this child's mother or grandmother, and here you are with this attitude. The young girl was very professional. She kept her smile. She kept her peace. She kept her joy. The lady stepped in and did what she had to do um, because she had to do it. But her, again, the demeanor just killed the spirit. After she did it, the young lady thanked her very pleasantly. Thank you for doing it. Very pleasantly. I mean, it was just awesome. So I, I told the lady in front of me, I said, she has a wonderful, wonderful spirit. And I said, thank you for having that. So today I made a point to call Target and say, they instantly thought, oh, here we go, somebody's calling to complain. And I said, no, I'm not calling to complain. I'm, I'm really calling to, to tell you someone did a really great job. I tell you, you would have thought that I called and said, I'm giving everybody in that store a million dollars. That's the response that I got from management. Just like, we don't, we don't get this. And I said, well, you probably don't have a lot of workers and employees, employers doing this because that wasn't, I couldn't say that to everybody in the store, which is why I made it my point today to call and say, this young lady did above and beyond. And so my point there, she, she's probably not one that's caught up. She's young. Clearly, I could see that, but she knows who she is. She kept her composure. It's nothing else for work. So it's like, how how do we? I guess why do how do we? How do you feel people are able to? Um, and I'll especially say people of age, people that we feel should have kind of gone through this course and have learned to embrace life in a greater way. How how do you think we're so easily caught up these days, and what are some other ways that people can get caught up? Well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the church for a second, Tammy, and and hopefully we can eventually get off. But but I'm going to go back to the church for a second. Well, you can stay there because I got a couple of scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> and by all means, I see some people in the chat room. There's some people. Uh, 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 listening by soul, by any means, uh, please join the conversation. But let's go back to the church for a second. And I don't like how we think that we need everything except the word to uh, lead people in the right direction. We need everything except for the word uh, to draw people to Christ. Um, there are so many things in church now that it's it's almost like if you walk into a church, would you know the difference between a church and the club? You know, would you, would you know what, uh, the difference between the church and a party? Would you know the difference between um, the people who go to church and the people who don't? For example, um, one of the things that, that has been brought into the church is hip-hop, right? And so you hear all of these references to rap songs. You hear uh, names being 
thrown around. You hear even some verses in the in, in, in some churches, or there are rap songs that are taken and, you know, the lyrics are changed around. And so when you listen to the church leaders who bring these things into the church, um, their rationale is, well, uh, we're trying to draw the young people into the church. Wait a minute. Christ, I never, I have yet to see it. If someone knows the scripture, please call in and tell us. But I never saw where Jesus used any worldly tactic to win people over. He stuck to salvation. He stuck to, um, you know, preaching against sin, against pre- he, he preached against worldly things. He preached against hypocrisy. Um, but we feel that we need to bring in every single thing uh, just to, because we're saying, oh, well, we're bringing uh, you know, we're using this to bring young people in. And then furthermore, I've never seen that win anyone over and keep them there. It's always, from my experiences, has gone bad. And if someone has a different experience, by all means, please feel free to share it with us. But if if the word isn't if the word isn't enough then what is, when we bring secular things into the church, we're essentially saying that God's word is not enough. We're essentially saying that salvation is not enough. When we are okay with, and you now hear um, Christians, church folk, whatever name you want to give them, um, supporting things like homosexuality. And it's like, wait a minute, didn't God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah behind that same lifestyle, and you're saying that you love God and you are all about the Bible, but yet you're supporting this. And and I get that no one, you know, is is flawless. You know, we've all done things and we are all still doing things. But what is the reason behind saying? Well, homosexuality is okay in the church when the Bible clearly goes against that. You know what? You know why is it that um, there are people in churches who are hungry, who are living paycheck to paycheck, who are starving, uh, who are barely making it, yet the pastor or the leader of the church or the leader of the ministry has millions of dollars to spend on materialistic things. And the message is, pay your tithes, the Lord is going to bless you. Wait a minute. The Lord has blessed you, so as so as my leader, shouldn't you turn around and bless me? Why is it that you're already blessed, but the Lord is telling you to tell me to continue to bless you, yet I'm still one paycheck away from sleeping outdoors. And we have a couple of things um, in the chat room real quick, Tammy. And it says, um, the church has lost its salt and become sugar. The problem with sugar uh, is, is that it is addictive as crack and the reason for the demise of individuals' health. Salt preserves and sugar destroys. Yeah, yeah, at first it is sweet, but it will kill you. 
You know, Rodney, that goes back to, I'm going to go to Romans 1, um, which when we're talking about topics such as this, because, again, as we talk about being caught up, we have to look at what, and I read that for those who have just kind of come in, it's the sense of being self-centered and uh, as though your feelings and thoughts are the most important thing in the world. Um and as you think about Romans 1, for those of you, I'm not going to read all of it, but there's a part in there where it talks about uh, people serving the creature or worshiping the creature rather than the creator, okay? And so when you, this, to me, that's the thing is having two gods, idolizing self, worshiping yourself more so than the creator. And this, in my opinion, allows people to get to this point where they can um, be caught up in their feelings and emotions, like what you're just saying about the things that, um, even in Romans Romans 1, it also talks about being turned over to that uh, reprobate mind, that deprived mind, and the things, the results of that. And if you go and read the sexual immortality, the wickedness, saying that we create, Things. We we create we create new things, just unimaginable things. And if we think about the world today, as you talk about the hip hop, how so we could just take that to the churches being caught up. There they have conformed. They've kind of sold out. And if that is working, then why do we have what we have with our young people today? So you're pulling them in, but are you saving their souls? Is there salvation there? Do they know what salvation is? Do they know the creator? So we're pulling them in with this with this music. We're allowing them to get caught up and do things without responsibility. Why? Because you, you have a lot of many adults doing the very same thing, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. There's no difference. There's no, there's no visible difference. So, again, it's caught up things like, yeah, oh, this is going to be a good topic. This is going to be a worldly topic, you know, caught up in our emotions, caught up in our feelings, caught up in dealing with these men and women, caught up in Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff. At the end of the day, all this stuff is just feeding your ego or you're trying to get to a point, not for everybody, but many people, you guys, don't need to have their face on Facebook. They need to have a face in the book, all of us, but some of us. Really, right? You put a note, you put a message on there today about the likes, the Facebook likes. People will get angry with you. People will call and, oh, you didn't like my post. Oh, I might not have seen your post. <laughs> you know that, that doesn't happen sometimes. That, but but when people get angry with you because you have not liked their post, you know how many people on Facebook just on your list alone, so if you have to like everybody, that will be your job for the day. That will be your life. It's a distraction. So we're not feeding our souls. We're not feeding our spirit. We're addicted to this world. We're addicted to being uh, more than we more than we are. We're addicted to looking like we are. And so you have to think about that. And that goes back to how we started out the show, just who are you? Because if you determine that, it will be, you will have less, 
I'm going to say this. There'll be less times that you find yourself caught up. If you focus on who am I, because number one, you're going to find out you ain't all that. Oh. Yeah, you ain't all that, and there's a lot that you need to change. <laughs> the first person God shows you is yourself. Now, whether you choose to look in that mirror and deal with self is, is another thing. But the first thing you're going to have to learn to deal with and you're going to have to change or the first person is yourself. Because you'll find out, hey, I might be caught up right now in some stuff, in my own hell. And that's what I'm doing that description today. Are you creating your own hell by thinking you're all that and you're so self-centered and your feelings and your emotions are the only ones that count? And Matthew, even Jesus, paid the tax collectors, let's not we offend them. Go get, go, go get the first fish and pull this out. Let's not we offend them. Jesus didn't want to offend. And you know something, and you know something Sammy, that they, the church has, has become about three things. Money, memberships, and other materialistic things. It is no longer about salvation. It is about happy feeling. What is going to make you feel good? People get more excited about hearing that they have a financial blessing on the way than they do about Jesus is coming back. Than they do about there's a chance that you could have everlasting life. We'd rather have a financial blessing. I mean, you think about it, what was it, about a month ago, there were... uh, uh, a big name preacher, Creflo Dollar, who was in the news about asking for what was it, sixty-five million dollars for a jet, and you have all of these people suffering. Some are in his church, and some are in other places, and yet we, we want sixty-five million dollars for 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 a plane so that we can travel. And then the things that 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 we tell people, the things that we're told are just unbelievable. You're supposed to do this, you know, and then you're guilted into giving. You're guilted into being a part of this foolishness. Well, if you don't do this, then your finance your your finances are going to be cursed. If you don't do this, then God is not going to bless you. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. And it's like, where is that in the Bible? But we're so caught up in that. And we've brought all of these worldly things into the church, and we wonder why eventually people leave. And they don't leave all the time and go to another church. Sometimes they leave, and they don't go to any churches. Because they're like, you know what? Just like this, this guy told me before. Um, somebody said something to him about going to heaven, and he said, you know what? If you are going to heaven, I don't even want to be there. Oh my God! <laughs> he said because if God, God, if God has led people, and this is someone who went to church on a regular basis, 
He said, if God has let people like you up in heaven, you know what? I don't even want to go. Because what this person talked about and what they lived were two totally different things. And they were trying to fool everyone, but the whole time they were fooling themselves. Hmm. We have a we have a couple more comments uh coming out of the chat room. Uh one says, uh you made a good point about uh Facebook posts. Um and then another uh person says, uh we could have used that that sixty five million to put programs in Baltimore City. Uh we are also responsible to read the word for ourselves, which we do not do. That is that is so very true. And if we do read it I'll just add this myself. If we do read it, we don't get any understanding because we don't want any understanding. Um, And then it also says, and we forget that Jesus came as a poor baby um, to a poor family. The whole point of uh, of this, and, and we're not trying to beat down the church. We're not trying to beat up the church. But the whole point is, be who you are and not get caught up into the worldly ways that have snuck into our churches. Because, again, it's all about what's in your heart anyway. So if your heart isn't right because you have conformed to the ways of this world, it doesn't matter how often you go to church. It doesn't matter what what you say. It doesn't matter what you think people believe about you because we could believe that you are the, the holiest person that ever lived. If God doesn't see that in your heart, it doesn't matter anyway. Ronnie, what about the relationship? Um, and, and I know um, we, we weren't intending to go all the way, keep you guys for the on the scripture part of it, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful and glad because you guys, it starts there. And I, again, like Rodney said, we're not beating up the church. You guys, we got we have churches on every corner. People pack the house. But if we're going to church and we're not changing, we're not changing, we're not winning souls when we leave out of the church, if we're not different, I'm not saying that we are without flaws and without issues and problems and situations, but there ought to be a difference in the way that we live our lives and the way that we go through our stuff. We ought to be a little less caught up in feelings and emotions because we're living for a greater purpose, a higher being. So there should be a difference. We should we should get better. It's like I said, it gets greater later. That thing should get better as we continue to walk this walk with God and grow. Obedience. Because that's what we're not willing. We're not willing to pick up that cross and follow daily. Because if you pick up that cross, what's on your cross is going with you. You don't have to leave some stuff behind if you if you picking it up and following daily. You don't have to get uncaught out of some stuff. Instead of being caught up, you don't want to get out of it. You can't stay there. You can't stay there with a peace of mind and rest. Why do you hey, we, have a, we have a question on the floor, and, and I will let you answer first, and then I'll answer. And the question is, do you think the church is fearful? Well, I think the church is greedy. Not fearful. <laughs> of, 
I mean, really, I don't think that they're fearful. If, and if, if you want to say fearful, fearful of losing members, which means they lose their dollars. So to me, I'm going to tell you what I really feel, there's been pimp, there's pimp, pimps in the bullfish. There's no other way to say it. You're willing to pimp rather than say so. Very few are going to give you the truth and say, hey, you, I see what you're doing, sister, brother, so-and-so. But number one, if I call you out, then that means, hey, like, I got to be right. But if I let you stay in your stuff, you might let me stay in my stuff. So not fearful. Mm-hmm. And if it is fearful, fearful of losing members, which means I'm going to lose my dollars and I might lose or can't get that Cadillac or can't buy the 6000 square foot home, can't get the $60 million or whatever it was, airplane, when we got people on the corner hungry, when we got children without books, we got single parents, mothers and fathers, who don't know where the next meal is going to come from. Where do you need to fly to? Because that's on your corner. You passed that going to church. Where do you need to fly to? Maybe you could walk down the corner and save themselves. So, no, not fearful. Not of, of, of in that way, fearful of losing that money. And Tammy, I would and Tammy, I, I would add to that uh, because because I, I believe that, but I also think that the church is is fearful of being judged, and I don't mean being judged by God because I don't think that the church is afraid of being judged by God. I think the church is afraid of being judged by man. I think the the church is afraid that if the church preaches the gospel, the way that it is written in the book that the church says it believes and goes by, that the church is going to be judged. Because remember, in today's society, if you don't agree with something that is worldly or something that goes against what's in the scriptures, then you are completely wrong. You're evil. You're not really of God. So I think that the church is afraid of being judged by the world because the worldly principles are not the same as the godly principles. And so I think that we are confused also because we look at things that are done in America and we try our best to line up the word of God with what goes on in America. We try to make sense of the two, and we try to, well, this is why we do this, and this is why we do that. And for what we cannot come up with a justification for, we avoid those scriptures hmm. in the Bible. There are scriptures that you that, that you won't hear preached Never. from a pulpit because people, are, again, are afraid of being judged. And when you start talking about, um, you know, when you start talking about scriptures like, um, let's see, about the man, the man being the head, right? People um, will start saying, well, you know, times have changed, right? And it's okay for the woman to be, to be in charge, it's okay for the woman to be leading, you know, it's okay for the woman to be the head because times have changed. But but if you say, well, I'm not giving my 10% because 
times have changed. That, that that was a completely different time hundreds of years ago when, you know, the laws came out about tithing. Then it's no, 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 no. You have to give your 10%. But you cannot say anything against a woman leading a man because, hey, we're going to be judged if we say something about that. Like there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about you know, how can the woman, how how can the man be the head at home, but then his woman, his wife is the, is the, is the head in God's house. It's out of order, but you never hear people talk about that. You never hear that. You never hear that scripture. And again, I say that is because people are afraid of being judged. If you're right, they're going to be, you know, there are so many scriptures that you, that I have never heard and probably never will hear uh, in, 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 in the heart, you know. And so, again, you guys, it, it, we didn't plan it this way, but it's just, if you're caught up, if you're caught up in yourself, yourself, your emotions, your feelings, then guess what? God doesn't have control of your life. He doesn't have control. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with being caught up, if you think this is the way life is supposed to be, you know, it's just a good friend and I have been talking for the last few days about us, about how, how sick and tired we are of ourselves. Like, you know, just things, you just want to get it right. When you're doing God, you just want your stuff to get right. You want everything in order. You desire. You desire. God, you desire righteousness. So, and not that, that we are, again, like Rodney said, flawless or without, but when you have that seeking, yearning heart, you notice that you're caught up. You notice that you're making decisions based on your emotions and your feelings. You notice that you're doing this world. You notice your disobedience. You notice your bondage, your struggle. You notice it. And once you notice it, you cannot rest because you can't do both. You can't serve both sides of that sense. You cannot. And so if all this stuff is working that we're doing, you know, I keep hearing I keep hearing the, the people, you guys, we talk about there's so many books on relationships. There's so many books on men and women and how we can do this and our children. And we've let, we let our children have their way in the church, whereas when I was growing up, there was rules, regulations. You abided by them. You you started abiding Sunday morning when when you get up. You don't need to have gum in your mouth. And I know you thinking, what does gum have to do with it? It brought a certain level of respect. I still to this day am self conscious about chewing gum in church. It might sound silly, but it was a it was a it was a sense of respect for this house, for God's house. Talking, 
No, you don't do that. Now kids can sit in and they can be on their phone while service is going, and nobody's bothered by that. Oh, the parents let them bring their iPads to play games in church. Nobody's bothered by, by that. That drives me crazy. Like, who does this? And so maybe that's what it means if you raise them up in a way that they should go. They will, even if they stray away, they come back. Because I was raised, and I strayed away. There was a yearning and a pulling in the midst of my being caught up in this world. There was a yearning and a pulling to get back to that basic serving and seeking of God. And it has continued throughout my life. But see, Romans also tells us that we created things and we accept those things. We do them and we practice them. We, We approve of them and we practice the same thing. So, again, it goes back to... How can I call the speck out of your eye when when I have that same speck and even more in mine? So if I let you wallow in your dirt, hey, you scratch my back and you let me wallow in mine too. So we're both going to just continue to be caught up and think and think that there's, there's greatness on the other side. And it also says what you bound here. You bound there. What you lose here, you lose there. So that means some of us are going to be taking a lot of stuff with us. And I'm, I'm sorry, if i got to take some of the stuff that I have even today, <laughs> I don't want to go. So being caught up, again, I know you see it out there and you think, oh, caught up, you know. But caught up, it has a lot to do with where you are today and where you will be tomorrow and where you where you will be a year from now. You can be caught up in your emotions, your feeling, yourself, your man, your woman. You can be so caught up in your children. No balance there. You can be caught up in, in making it, being rich and prosperous and so already in hell. So there's so much more to being caught up, but it starts with you. It starts with taking a look and saying, Again, who am I? Rodney said it earlier. Who am I as a parent? Who am I at church? Who am I at work? Who am I as a as a wife? And we worry about what the world sees and how they see us. But what about if, if you truly believe in something better, something greater, something after this life? Can you really afford to continue to be caught up? Just what if you get there and there's a certain level where it really, like I said, what you bound here, you bound there. What you lose here, you lose there. What if, what if there's such a level, such such a thing as levels? What if? I'm just saying. I don't know. None of us really know. None of us really know. But I know if we continue to live this life that we're living today, we're gonna. It's it, it's already bad, you guys. Kids have no risk for adults, none. And we give them everything. You think that they should be kissing our feet? They have everything under the sun, yet they're miserable, disrespectful, and all the above. They get to do whatever they want at home and in church, as Rodney said. 
some of the stuff I've seen that they let go on in these churches is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Caught up. So churches caught up too, I guess. Because back in my day, uh-uh, not up in here. You you won't up in here. Not up in here. <laughs> I mean, really, it wouldn't happen. Again, we couldn't chew gum. And don't talk about you not going to church. And thank God phones and, and iPhones and all that were, were not out then because there probably would have been some serious uh, child abuse going on. Back in back in that time, no, you don't get to go out and come home and not go to church. Really, you didn't get to listen to that kind of music at home, or especially on the way to church or whatever. But now you can you can you can dance just like you do it in the club at the church. Caught up, parents caught up with letting kids do whatever they want to do. Caught up. Oh, well, Bobby's mom let him do it. So you get caught up and you think, okay, well, I'm going to be my child's friend. I'm going to let him go and I'm going to let him do this. I'm going to let him talk back to me like he or she wants to. Caught up. Caught up. And, again, where has it gotten us? Marriages are not working. Families are not working. Our children are not working. So with all this, What's working? How has it helped us? That's that's my new question. How does it benefit you? With where you want to go, where you see your future, what you're doing, the decisions you're making, how you live in your life, how is it working for you? How do you feel at night when the lights go off and there's nobody but you? Because you can lie to the world, some of them. But trust me, when you lay your head down on that pillow at night and the lights are out, there's some thoughts that go through your mind about the truth. Because you listen to tonight, you know if you're caught up. You know in what, what you're caught up in. You know you're a lie. We've had that show, People of the Lie, by any means necessary. I'm going to make you think. I'm going to make you think that I'm the greatest thing ever. My life can be miserable as per hell. I could have suicide on my mind tonight, but people of the lie will do anything to make you think they have the best life ever, that they're perfect, that they're okay, life is okay. Caught up in looking like the world. It's caught up. And so I ask all of you, how is it working for us? We're distracted to every level. Brandon asked me last week, Mom, do you think that we were built to to take in so much? Do you think our minds were built to handle receiving all this? We got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Snapchat, we got stuff I heard of every day. If we just spent one day a week shutting technology down, even if you didn't open your Bible, even if you just let your mind rest and enjoy the simplicity of life, I wonder what your life would be like. 
Not to mention if we take it a bit further and go in prayer and worship and praise and reading our words. I mean, wow. But we expect so much of God. We expect him to show up in every area of our lives and just make everything white while we continue to be caught up in this world. Women, we we thirst after men as if it's the water and the air we breathe. And what are we going to do when we get in one and up? Because we're crazy as the same hell we create for ourselves. And then you pull them in and you let them out. Pull them in, let them out. But what if it was your daughter? Can you say no sometimes? What if it was your daughter? What if you left this world today and your daughter, circumstances and situations allowed her to create her own hell and she had bondage? And wouldn't you want a man to say, I care more for you than that? Or I don't care for you, so I'm not going to go there with you? You get caught up in sex and the game and the lies and the money and the fame. Where is it getting us? Again, Relationships have failed. Suicide rate is up. Sickness. Our children don't care about anything, anybody. What are we doing? In fact, we got some comments in the chat line, Ronnie. You want to take those? I don't know where you left off on the others. Uh, you can read them. They were about the. Uh, um, uh, let's see. About the 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 comment I made. I'm still. Uh, you can you can read them out. I'm trying to find uh, the scripture that I was talking about a little while ago. Um, but okay. I stopped off. Of, yeah. Um, you okay. I'll read the Huh? I said I can take it if you're still looking for your scripture. Uh, you just tell me where you left off in the chat room. And for those of you who are listening by the phone, remember 818-691-7406. If you're already online, you can select the number one if you have a question or a comment. Uh, Facebook listeners or listening from your phone, remember, um, and we'll check the Facebook here shortly, but you can also call in 818-691-7406, select the number one. Uh, if you if you start, Tammy, oh, it just popped back. <laughs> if you start where it says, uh, if you start where it says twenty one, um, if you start where it says twenty one, forty four, fifty four. Okay, let's see here. Okay. Where it says, right. I, I would say that the church is fearful, fearful of okay. also losing their 501c3 status. Right, right. Um, that's, yeah, so that's where you left off. Okay, so I would say that the church is fearful, feel, fearful of losing their 501c3 status. Okay, just popped up again. We just, okay, you guys keep them coming. When you do that, it just moves me, moves it up. Um, fearful, fearful of being different. <laughs> Okay, you guys, your posts are quicker than we can read them. Uh, let's see. Fearful of being labeled different. I can relate to that because I know with the 501c3 status, I've heard this. I shouldn't say I know, but I've heard that churches um, 
they have they have things that they have to abide by. Like they're being governed um, by even what they can do and say and can't say and and can't do. Um, I've even heard that there's some, and my plan was to look into this, but I, I have not. But I've I've learned here. Someone told me that um, there are some liquor stores that are labeled as on paper as churches, so that they get the break. They're paying some people off. I mean, I heard that from from an inside person. Um, and, and they basically said, if you go do your research, if people really took the time to look into this, they would find out, go to those addresses and their, their liquor stores and not churches. But, again, we're so busy chasing the world. We're not uh, we're not fighting for things that really matter and are going to produce change. We just kind of give in. Um, another thing, what do you mean by that? Man is the head of house and a woman, and woman head in God's house. Well, Rodney, that was you said that, and I don't want to put words into your mouth. I believe I know what you mean by that. Um, women preaching and there's, preaching there's a scripture. God. There's a scripture that that um, that I was yeah. referring to. That's what I'm looking for now. But yeah, it's in there. I've read it too. Okay, so um, I don't see. I just got a text. So lesson number one, Bo, because I see your. Number, let me see, because it's not showing up that you're in queue to talk, but let me pull you in. Hold on one second. Bo's up there, Tammy. I'll pull Bo in. Uh, Bo, go ahead. Hello? What's happening, man? Can you guys hear me? Yep. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Rodney. How y'all doing? All right. Hey, Bo. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been listening to you guys. Uh, since the induction of the of the show, and <clears throat> um, I've learned a lot. I've he- I've heard a lot. Um, everything that I've heard thus far has been absolutely the truth, you know. And when I think of being caught up, um, I think of the cycle uh, that we keep going through as a people, you know. I, I I think of 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 us as I'm gonna say black people as black people always making excuses for why we can't do something for why why something is being done to us and we can't do anything about it. We're caught up in being second or third or fourth, you know. I mean, we're so caught up that we can't catch up. That's the way it seems to me. <laughs> you know, I like that. Um, I like that. Yeah, and then I, I think about I think about the fact that they said, "Well, this land, you know, it, it, uh, it was founded by, you know, our forefathers." No, it wasn't. The ship landed on our forefathers. You know what I mean? America is spelled A M E R I. K-K-K-A. That's how America is spelled. And everything that is being done is being done so that we, the ones that are caught up, keep pulling each other down. It's hey, Bo, like I have a question for you. You said that we're so caught up um, that, we, that can't we can't catch up. 
do you think we're so? What are what are some of the things that you think that we're most caught up in, and why? Jealousy of each other. That's one of the biggies. We can't accept a person doing better than us. We rolling our eyes. We plotting to rob and steal. We turn our nose up at them, our two dollars lips up at them, or we're telling lies on them behind their back. Instead of just admiring the fact that that person got their stuff together or stepping to that person and say, hey, man, what is it that you do? Or, hey, sister, what is it that you do? You know what I mean? You know, I would like to, you know, you know, try to get on that level of living. You know what I mean? Enlighten me. Teach me something. But I don't know where where we get that, that the, the gall to say, well, I'm not going to act and this, that, and I'm just going to have hate for them or I'm going to have beef for them. I'm going to be jealous of them, you know. So one of the biggest caught-ups that we're caught up in is being jealous of someone else, not wanting to accept where we are, you know what I mean? If where you are is where you are, that's where you're going to stay if you're not doing anything to advance that. But the person that has put in the work, the person that has uh, uh, did the studying and you know, and, and put forth the effort to do better, congratulations to them people because they worked for it. You know, they didn't, it wasn't just handed to them. So that means that you got to get on your, get off your butt to do nothing and do something to get yourself to that next plateau. So I think one of the biggest things that we're caught up in is not being unified with one another. Every other race has unification. You know, I think we've said this before, you know, about how they can get together and they can compromise and help each other and stay 15 to a house, you know what I mean, have one car, and they'll all rotate, you know what I mean, and put their money together in a pool, and little by little they'll be buying each other cars until ain't nobody left in the house but the one person who the house belonged to in the first place. But guess what? Everybody in the community now. So now we can go to 15 different houses, and have a meal if we want, because they appreciated what it was to not have. So when they got it, they appreciated it even more. But we don't have that mentality. We haven't caught up yet. We just keep getting caught up. You know what I mean? You so know, that's one and, of the biggest. A lot of that because people people want to be. That, that comes from operating outside of God's will, passion, and purpose. Did you see, God didn't call everybody to lead in the capacity that they think they, are, they were put there. You know, what I mean by that, we have streets, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to use streets because of, the, of, of a young, well, older man that I met in Clarksville, Tennessee, um, and he was uh, director, director of traffic, the school traffic or whatever. And people talked about this man, how he loved what he did. I mean, he was that way. If it rained, snow, he would direct traffic as if he was the, I'm just going to use an example, he was security for the president. I mean, seriously. And so what I mean by that, we want to top, but sometimes you have to understand what your top is and where your top, where your top is. Meaning, some things I know I don't want to do and I can't do. They may look good on somebody else, but when you understand your purpose and your passion, maybe it may be just to elevate someone. 
so that for instance, you have we have a church on every corner. You guys, I could I could walk any direction and be at a church several in like a minute. Is that really necessary? So you have building funds going on everywhere, tax appreciation going on everywhere. Whereas if people just come together and help in one church and be willing to get in where they fit in. Maybe you're supposed to be over the usher board and not the pastor. But everybody is looking for some type of validation. And in some cases, you guys, you weren't ever supposed to be where you think you want to be. So you might be even caught up in being something that you God never created for your passion, your, never part of your purpose for God's kingdom, never part of it. But because we feel so insecure and so caught up in gaining um, the world in the sense of the money, the fame, the mm-hmm. stuff. So all of that, all of that, great points, bro. And I guess- you know, you, you know, Tammy, one of the big things, one of the big things is, you know, when, when Jesus was preaching in the different synagogues and, and through the city, throughout the city, he was never in the church. He was taking the word to the street. He was taking the word to those people in the mountains. He was beside the roads. He was everywhere. The last place you ever heard Jesus was being in was in a church. He didn't really be in it. He didn't really go into a church. So that means the church got to come out of the church and come to the streets to preach God's word. That's how you're going to reach the people. If they ain't coming to you, you're supposed to go to them. I mean, true people of God, true men of God, that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? You're supposed to go. That's why he had disciples. They would go and carry the word to the people abroad. They didn't stay stuck up in a church because the Bible tells me it's all right to go to church because church is fellowship. But the Bible tells me that the body is the temple of Christ. So if the body is the temple of Christ, then that means God lives in your heart. That's your church. That's your church. But we go to church for fellowship, to be with other people that are like us. But if you want to reach the people, then you have to come out of the church and go to the streets. That's what we're supposed to be doing as men and women in God. That's how I come whenever I meet somebody, whether it's on the phone, whether I'm, I'm counseling, whether I'm talking in the grocery store, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell them about the goodness of God because that's what that's what evangelizing is. That's what people of God are supposed to do. They're supposed to tell people about the goodness of God and, and, and share your testimony of how God delivered you and how he changed you and you know, let them know that he's not dead, he's still alive, and anything that you're going through, he's able to deliver you from that. That's what so we're supposed to do. That, that people are caught up in going, is it possible that people can be caught up in just going to church? That's, that, could be, that could be their cycle, just going to church, you know? The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. Just because I'm going to church don't mean that I'm going to be one of the chosen. It doesn't mean that at all. There's going to be more people from the church, but here wide open than people in the street. Because God said, you know better. But yet, and still, you are rationalized and you use the fact that, well, he ain't through with me yet. He's still working on me. God forgives. Oh, he got grace and mercy. So we'll use that cliche quick. To, to make all right what the wrong that we're doing. We'll, we'll throw that cliche out there real fast to justify the means when we know better. See, God said when you know better, you do better. 
So you that know better and you're claiming to be children of God, you're going to pay twice as much well as the sinner that don't know no better. Because you know and you're not doing anything about it. You're just rationalizing to keep living the wrong and keep doing the sin and saying, well, God, forgive me for this. But before you do it, he already knows you're going to do it. So a lot of people, yes, they are caught up in just going to church and and, and, and playing. A lot of people um, use religion the wrong way. When you look at the definition of religion, it says a belief in God or God or someone personally. See, they didn't stop putting their eyes on the prize and stop putting their eyes on the pastor. Ain't no reason why pastors should have bodyguards in church. You shouldn't have no bodyguards in the church. What you got bodyguards for? I thought God was your provider. He was your protector. What you need a security for? Brian, they might need a million-dollar plane, a couple million-dollar plane. You know, well, God, they caught up. Jesus walked, Jesus walked everywhere he went, Tammy. I'm sorry to say, he walked, although a donkey or a horse. He wasn't in no plane. He wasn't in no jet. He wasn't in no, you know what I mean? I mean, we have, a lot, it has gotten out of hand. Using yeah, religion yeah. Is, is, as, as, a, as a business now instead of what it's called for. What it's supposed well, to be for. I want I wanna we got a conversation going on in the chat room and, and this stems from what Rodney uh Rodney's comment earlier and so you may have some comments on this as well. Um uh-huh. it was the, the scripture and, and Rodney, were you able to find the scripture that you were looking for? No, I'm still look, I'm still looking for it because it says uh specifically what what, what I was uh mentioning earlier. But I, but I, but, but I will say this. I will say this. So that, so that that was not meant to be taken. That uh, God does not use women, or women uh, wow. should not be leaders in, in in the church. That that's not what that uh, what 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 that was intended for. So e- even when you read the scripture, and that's why I'm trying so hard to find it. it it's been some years since I since I read it, and it was actually. Uh, my former pastor who uh, pointed it out during uh, one of his sermons. Uh, right. It was basically just talking about when um, when there's a, a married couple and there's a husband and a wife that um, it was talking about the woman being the leader in the church, but the man, the man being uh, the leader at home. Um, so that was what that scripture was about because there are plenty of women uh, who God used, and one of the ones that was pointed out in the chat room was Deborah, uh, and there were so many others, and even even since then uh, there have been women that, that God has used. So so that that was not the point by any means. Sammy, there's also a caller um, in queue as well. Hey, Ryan. Before we before we take our caller, I want to comment on that because I'm going to use this as a as an opportunity to to talk about the caught up of where we are in women. Now, I'm going to lose some of you women for just a minute, but I'm that's okay because I, I'm okay with uh, with us not agreeing on this. I, I, understand I, like what I understand what you're saying, Rodney. Here's what I take on that. We, we are so caught up as women in getting out in this world and wanting to do what men, what, what we were not created to do, and I'm going to say that with, with wholeness. Some of these things that we want to take on and we want to do, 
see, we have lost, in my opinion, that pureness, that pureness of being a woman. We want both worlds, but yet we want the man to still treat us delicately and like a woman. And like God said, like the word says, as Christ loved the church, see her as the weaker one. But see, we want to do what the man does. We want to speak like the man. We want to be the man. There are some things that we just were not created to do. Like it if you like it, don't if you don't. But there are some things, you pick your things and go to the word. There's some things that we just were not meant to do. There's some things that we want in this world that we don't need. And if we would give some of those things up, we might be able to stay at home and be a helpmate to that man and be better mothers. I'm not saying you can't be what you want outside that house, but what I'm saying, if that's what you want to do, then at some point you got to realize, we have to realize, I have to realize it, somebody's going to suffer. In most cases, it's our children suffering because they're coming home to empty homes too many days out of the week. And I'm not saying everybody, but while most women are chasing five, six hundred dollar bags, do your thing if you must. But if you got a couple of five, six hundred dollar bags, Sell some of them and stay home a year with your children. Put some bunk beds like we used to do. Instead of six bedrooms, maybe maybe go two and three and somebody stay at home so you could be parents. But see, we don't want to hear that because we caught up in, oh, the world says we got liberal rights. We got rights as women. Well, God gave you all the rights that you need and all the instructions that we need. And I'm I'm talking to myself too because I had to learn the hard way. And we don't want to hear it. We want we want to we want the scriptures that we want because we got our own selfish desires. We got the things that we want to keep going. If we just lose some people, I look like we just lost some people. <laughs> That's all right. But y'all it is this this it is what it is. The word is what it is. We got women who want to go over there and fight just like men initially. I had a friend who, oh, I want to go over here. They had to send her home. Can't take it. Can't take it. So, again, we're caught up. We're just caught up in so many things. If I could go and do it all over again, I would live in a one room and be just as happy and content to be able to stay home the, dura- the duration of my child's growing years, to be able to be a helpmate with a smile, not wanting to be out there in the world so I could get this and that and have this and that. I mean, really, for what? Look, And my question is, where has it gotten us? As women, we have more single-parent homes, more women raising children than ever. So if what we're searching and what we caught up for is working, so see, by not taking no offense to what you're saying, I know exactly what you mean, and take no offense to it. I'm too dang on emotional to lead anybody's church. Period. I got men. Men should be able to change. Men are harder than us, but we've let world the world get them caught up too. We're going to talk about that. Soft men. We got to treat, almost got to treat them like Christ treated the church and as the delicate one. Really. It's 
stomp their toe and they crying. I mean, stomping on a piece of furniture, not even with an axe or nothing, just, just, just hit it on the corner. Black tie crying. I, I, I'm just not, I, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Take it off, boy. I think you said you had to come in. And we got another caller somewhere. Let's see. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, yeah, I, I, I too understand what Rodney was saying, you know. Um, and in the Bible, it does depict that the man is the head of, of the household. You know what I mean? And But God also said that if if he'll use anybody, you know what I mean, and use the burning bush, use the ass, you know what I mean, he'll use anybody to get his word across. You know what I mean? And the reason why there's so many women now in the word of God and doing the things that a lot of men are supposed to be doing is because they become willing vessels for Christ. You know what I'm saying? I look at my church on Sunday, the women outnumber the men four to one. You know what I'm saying? Because for one reason or another, the brother ain't ain't showing up in church. Either the game on or, or the boys going to be at the pool hall or they got a car show going on, but they ain't showing up in church. That woman has been being dedicated and showing up in church. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about what you're talking about, Tammy. I know what you were talking about also. But I'm saying that those women are there. Those women are there in church every Sunday. And the men have stopped being men of God. You know what I'm saying? A lot hey, of them Bo, have stopped being Bo, men of God. Hey, Bo, let me, let me stop you there for a minute because I, I, I know what you're saying, but I want a lot of men don't go to church because they see what's going on in the church. That goes back to men and women. Again, we're so emotional. Women will praise their pastors more than they praise their husbands. Women, in my opinion, you got not all across the board, but most of your women are going to church for totally different reasons, totally different reasons than than seeking and serving God. And that, that I, I will stand on that one too. There's a lot of going seeking for seeking, trying to find somebody there at the church. Because again, you guys, if we have, if we are going to church with a true desire to seek, serve, seek righteousness, seek that obedience, and go and work that thing Monday through Saturday, and not just Sunday, there will be some changes. There will be more closed okay. legs. I said it. There will be more closed legs. There will be less single mothers having babies. There will be a lot less. I'm not saying we don't get caught up yet because people make, they make, but what I'm saying is as many churches are on the corners, as filled as they are, as much as people talk about, oh, I'm going to church, oh, I go every Sunday. Ask them if they read a Bible end of this year. Ask them if they have any discernment, any wisdom, any knowledge of the word. Ask them. You say something that that says something different about what they think, they're so easily offended and ready to cut you down. So we can we can go to church, we can build them, we can get fifty million preachers, but unless unless there are fruit on these trees that we say we are rooted in, what are we doing? How is it working for us? So I think a lot of the men just say, you know what, I'm sick of that. I'm not gonna play that game. I'm not gonna go in there and watch this pastor pimp my wife. And me too. Because see men know they know game. Well, you know, if you walk up in the church, you know the game. You can straight oh, and stuff out and you know the game. 
Men know the game. But there are some good churches out there, though, Tammy. Not, not everybody. Yeah, I mean, they're few and far in between, but you have to have the Spirit of God to, to lead you and show you discernment of, of, of who that person is. God will undress that pastor. If he, you already know if your pastor tell you to, 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 to give him the building fund and don't pay your light bill, something wrong with him. You understand what I'm saying? He'll tell you God going to provide what God already done provided, and I'm going to keep this in my pocket and pay my bills. You see what I'm saying? But if he is telling you to pay this and pay that, you know what I mean, and you got bills doing, or you, your life's about to be cut off this, that, and other, and he, he study, you know, offering bucket, the biggest thing in the church, you already know what time it is. You know, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure that out, but you do have some good quality churches out there that preach the word that ain't about your pocketbook, but about your soul. You know what I'm saying? You just have to find those churches, you know. And, again, like I was saying, you know, you, where, where you were saying, you have some cowardly men out there. You have some cowardly men out there that don't want to stand up and be men. You know what I'm saying? Or they feel intimidated by the women that they're with. You know what I mean? I, you know, me right. myself personally, I'm not I'm not going to have a woman that tells me uh, uh, this, that, and the other, blah, this, squad, and the third. We can come to an agreement on anything. I will hear what she has to say if it's regarding this, that, and the other, but ultimately I'm going to make the decision as a man of this house how it goes. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have a person like that. You know what I'm saying? That 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 I can't say, well, babe, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and she said, oh, well, let's see how it works. No, that ain't what we finna do. You know what I mean? And she put the dude in check. I see that a lot, you know? Dudes who got soft, man, because of, of, of I guess, sexual exploitation. Then it made them soft and turned them into the whoopee cushions. Mm-hmm. That's not a man. How do you expect for your woman or your wife to respect you like that? You know, he done made her his God. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But you have a lot of that. So therefore, with that being said, if you got nobody in in the church, you know what I'm saying, a man figure that's putting down in the church to where people see that leadership, and kids see that leadership, then they, they everybody gonna go along. They gonna they gonna follow their own plan of of, of attack or whatever they, whatever the leadership they they got. They're gonna follow that because they don't have no direction. And you're right. A lot of churches do pimp women, and a lot of dudes don't attend church because of that. You know, I, I once knew a church. I went to a church one time. And I was a drummer in the church. You know what I'm saying? And the pastor's wife had five armor bearers. What she need with five armor bearers? And but you know the, the the point that I'm trying to make was all the five armor bearers were married. Ask me how many of them husbands went to the church. Now, every Sunday they was in church without their husband, but they was on the first lady's side. And I asked the question. I said, "Hey man, all those women married, right?" Dude said, "Yeah." I said, "But where their husbands at?" Oh, they don't come, but every now and then, when they have a special a special event like an anniversary or something. Then the husband may show up because she done begged him to come. Other than that, every Sunday, dudes ain't there. Right. And it was because the pastor was pimping the whole church. Right? Uh, uh, God told me, I see a millionaire here. I see some millionaires. Y'all stand up and receive it. Everybody jump to their feet to me. I receive that. I receive that. That was three years ago. I ain't, I ain't heard nothing. Now a millionaire came over there yet. You feel what I'm saying? But they studied... A building fund and church ain't never the church they in. There ain't another church been built yet. 
Mm-hmm. It's right. a lot of pipping going on and not enough praying and preaching. That's it. Because that's what, that praying, that reading that word, see, that's what changes us. That That is what's going to change us in having having a heart after God. And see, again, when we have a heart for stuff and things and to be the one, again, worshiping the creature more than the creator. Y'all read Romans 1 and look at all the things. All the things being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. All the things, and I'm reading out the Bible, those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So all of these things that are listed here, that's what this world has turned into. So while we're being caught up, while we seek and fail, while we want to be number uno in everything, while we want to have that envy, we have a text that came in and said, envy, jealousy, and speaking ill will against one another is in the ninth and tenth commandment. Thou shalt not, she says. And so, again, when we get back to this word, but see, when you get into that word, that's when you find out, hey, I ain't all that. I got some work to do in this spiritual thing, in this spiritual world, because that's what it did for me. That's what it's doing for me. It's showing Tammy her stuff. It's showing Tammy that you caught up, girl. But guess what? I've come far enough to know, hey, I ain't got to stay caught up, and I'm not going to stay caught up. I'm not going to sell out, sell in, buy out for any of that. So while we want to skip a verse two here and there, or while we want to go and let the pastor tell us what this verse means, we don't pick it up no more until we go back to church. You're missing out on a whole lot. And that will contribute to being caught up. We're worried about the wrong things. We're trying to fix things that, guess what? We can't. Not in our stuff, not in ourselves. Can't even fix the things that are in our sight. So we so foolish and caught up. We don't even know that the way that they got through back in the day was through prayer, prayer, reading their word, trust, faith, obedience. But like one of you said, I don't know if it was Bo or Rodney, you know, but the world, but things have changed. Oh, that's okay, because things have changed. Times have changed. So what you're saying, so the word is going to change with time, so we need to get this rewritten or something. So being caught up is costing us. It has cost us a great deal. Insecurity, 
unforgiveness. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know how to embrace life. People are merely walking around looking like robots. Robots, lifeless, dying, dying just to exist, chasing this world, and for what? Look at the people who who have chased it and got it, so they think. Look at their lives. Look into their eyes, the seat of the soul. Look into their eyes and tell me what you see. And then tell me that it's still worth chasing. Look at the number of people killing themselves, young people. We had a young man here, senior in high school, text his brother and said, I feel like nobody loves me, and took his life. Mm-hmm. Took his life. And, y'all, it happens every day. So we so busy running and chasing the world, mama, daddies, while we chasing you know what? What's happening to our babies? While we busting the doors of church open every Sunday with our Bible as if we just read it last night. But yet coming out. It's like pulling up to get your gas and whatever you put in, just as soon as you crank up and pull out, it comes right out, right where you pumped it. Because nothing changes. Because there's one thing I do know, if you seek God, if you truly seek God, it says, I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Look the word up, diligently seek me. And some of us think reward means, hey, we got to have six figures in the bank, rose wars in the driveway, ten cars down the street. more money in the bank than we'll ever use while people are hungry. Caught up in this world, caught up. So if there's one sense of being caught up that y'all focus on, caught up in the world, with the world, conformed, as I mentioned early on. So I think we have a caller. Um, Yes, we do. We actually have two calls, and you guys that's a three. Bear with us. We're going to take them um, in order. See that we have 330 out there. I'm going to pull in 972. Last four digits, 7207330. We'll get you next. 972, you're on the air with us. Hello, Tammy and Rodney. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you just fine. How are you? I'm great. This is Katiqua. The show is very, very good. I, I like that you brought up the message of being caught up. I um, One of my favorite, favorite scriptures is something that I even have to stop and remind myself of. Um, sometimes on a, not only just a daily basis, but sometimes throughout the day, uh, I have to stop and remind myself. Romans 12, 1 and 2, do not conform. And, it's, you know, kind of the, the uh, whole premise of butterfly evolution is built upon as well. But do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. 
you're able to test and approve what his will is because you simply will not conform to the world's patterns. Whenever I find myself feeling frayed or, or my spirit just kind of feels turned or I'm, I'm feeling, I can tell I'm feeling anxiety, which scripture tells you not to be anxious about anything, but whenever I find myself doing that, I stop and I ask myself, what world pattern am I trying to conform to? What am I doing that the world is doing that I think is normal? And I love how, you know, you guys are talking about the church and what it means even when I heard Bo mention, yes, there are good churches out there, but you wouldn't know it if your spirit is not discerning. And, Tammy, when you just mentioned if you're seeking God, because you talked about people who go and sit in the church, and I've heard Joyce Myers say just because you sit in the church don't make you a Christian, just like if you go sit in your garage, it don't make you a car. Sitting in church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, if nothing in you is changing, if, 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 if it's not getting in you, and it won't just get in you by simply going in there and sitting in there. Just like um, my pastor, Keith Crap, he mentioned a lot of times we go and sit in church and figure, well, it gets on me and I'm going to take it through the week. No, if I go to the gym and I just sit there and I say I go and I sit there and I've been sitting there every day for 30 days, but I actually did no action, didn't apply myself, didn't get up and move from sitting down, going to the gym and sitting in the building will do absolutely nothing for me. So going to the church and sitting in the building will do absolutely nothing. I got to begin to place my life in, in on the course and in the action that God wants for me, meaning I have to begin to serve. And as I begin to serve in the church, I also begin to serve in the world. I begin to serve Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, not just going to apply myself and sit in the building on Sunday. And, Tammy, when you mentioned, you know, about – um, the women in the church, a lot of times what they're going for, and a lot of the men men tending to be more timid and fragile, all these things are because we've decided to serve our flesh and not serve our creator. And I notice uh, there's, there's not a lot of people that will work on self-development. Self-development, I want to be a better person. I want, God is about excellence. So I want to be excellent, and I can't be excellent on my own because I did not create Chatequa, and since I didn't create me, I don't know how to become excellent upon upon just doing this or doing that or studying or watching people or trying to copy or, or I don't know how to do that. The only way I can find and seek excellence is through seeking my creator, through his word. Even though the pastor says some stuff and, and even though I hear him saying some words and, and preaching the word, I still have to go and crack that Bible open myself, and I still have to allow that word to speak to me and speak to my spirit. But if I don't do anything to change or get better, or a lot of us won't even look in the mirror and see that there's anything wrong with us, like you you mentioned the scripture. I don't know what scripture comes from, but it talks about Jesus uh, saying, don't try to remove the speck out of your friend's eye when you have a log in your eye. So that's basically saying I got something even greater in my eye than you do, but I'm able to see yours. But if I would just stop, all that I'm doing, look in the mirror, I could see that in my eye. And we have become a society just we let our flesh rule us. My flesh wants this. My flesh wants that. My flesh wants to do this. I want to say this. I want to have this. I want to be this. We allow our flesh to move us. And that's the one very thing that God says, do not let your flesh rule you. And most of all, whatever comes out of your mouth is, is coming through your heart anyway. So our words and our flesh, is that's what we do. Whatever our words say, that's what we do. Whatever our flesh wants, that's what we want. 
And all of that is in opposition of what God wants for us. It truly is. So, I mean, I really love the message of you guys having caught up. Because caught up is being, it's so easy to be caught up and be about yourself when all you live for is to please you. Every every single thing you do, like you said, the big cars, the, the houses, the everything, you know, I've been divorced for seven years now, and I remember, you know, in the beginning, I thought a whole a whole lot of it was my ex-husband and a, whole, and a little bit of it was me. But like you said, once you grow, once you grow and you're exposed to seeing who you truly are, and you can't learn who you truly are on your own because, like I said, you didn't create you. You only learn who you are and the things in you that need to change when you see God. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. That's in Matthew seven seven. You can't do any of these things. You cannot. You cannot succeed in anything without Him. Not you can't even succeed in living correctly, knowing who you are, doing better in life, finding excellence. You can't do anything without Him. And I don't find many people on that road to self-development or finding Christ, like like we all know, that's the road less traveled, meaning it's not the packed road, it's not the road that the masses are traveling down, it's that road that you just see a few people and, and you also see that that road is not looking so pretty, it's not looking so straight, it's, it's not looking so inviting. I don't know if I want to go down that road, but that's the right road. Most people just will not choose to go down that road because they appease to their flesh. Wow. And so and the people of the church. Huh? I said, and, that, and there you have it, good people, why, which is why we're so caught up in everything. And people will say, Absolutely. you know, revelation of the Bible, all these things that are happening is just revelation of the Bible. But I recall a verse, if my people were called by my name, who will humble themselves, pray, seek my faith, turn, turn from their wicked ways. Then I will heal heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. And people, we could find every kind of reason to validate, not validate who God was talking to, or, or who they were talking to during this time, and, and all that. But again, are we willing to turn? So, you guys, if you if you start seeking and turn, like I said earlier, you will find out I ain't so great. I'm doing so good in serving and seeking God and being obedient and seeking righteousness in his kingdom. I got some work to do. And if you would just work to be the change that you want to see in this world, to be the person that you want people to be you, that's how you change people. Because people are going to do one or two things. They're going to join you or they're going to leave you. Someone want to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, or they're going to get up around you. They don't want any part of it. But we see when you're cheering them on, when you're doing what they're doing and looking like they're looking and not concerned about it, not worried about changing, not seeing that you're called up as well. Oh, you won't you won't have the crowd. You won't have it. So that's good, Tammy. And I just I just want to end on one more note, just like you said. Um, I heard, I think I heard Rodney mention earlier about, you know, us looking the same. The people who say they serve God and the people we know that don't, they're not supposed to look alike. Somebody's supposed to have a different look, and you're supposed to recognize something greater in their life or something in their life that they have that you don't have. But we're not supposed to look exactly alike. So the people who say they serve God, it's obvious that they don't when you see them looking and sounding and acting like everybody else. 
And then most of all, like that, the both said, just kind of to, to piggyback and finish out on that, the church is the place that we go because I, I do go to church every Sunday, but I go there for fellowship and I go there to feel, get filled up so I can take that out into my other six days of the week. Everywhere I go, I am the church. And if I can't represent Jesus everywhere I go, I'm a hypocrite. So I can't just say, I, I, yeah, I do this on Sunday, but you don't know that I'm a Christian. You have no idea that I attend church when it comes to Monday, when it comes to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you don't know me outside the church, then the church has not changed me. I have not allowed God to change me. I don't listen to his words. So the church is the place of fellowship. But then when we leave that fellowship and get filled up and get picked up and lifted up and encouraged up, we're supposed to walk out of that church and go and do that for mankind, for our brothers and sisters. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what a servant leader is. You serve and you lead. Hmm. Wow, wow. Well, we sure, for those of you who don't know, Tika, Tika started the Butterfly Evolution Radio Show with me. 2000, June 2011, and boy, were we going through some stuff when we were talking about <laughs> doing this. Um, so thank you, Tika, and we have, we have been through ups and downs, and we're still walking this journey. We've been, even this week, talking about our own stuff and, and, and where areas we're caught up. But what's so special and glorious is that we recognize and we, we no longer want to disown where we are and what area we need to work in and work on and grow in and allow God to take control. And that's what it is. Don't feel bad about being caught up. Feel bad if you don't recognize being caught up, but you know you are. You're lying to yourself. So just wanted to, to let you guys know who she is and, and, and who she is to me. So thank you, Tika. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. All right, I love you. Love you too. All right, we have um, three three zero pulling in. I'm not sure we're not missing anybody. Three three zero with the last four digits of four zero nine four. You're on the air with us, and thank you for being patient and holding. Hello, everybody. This is Henry. How's everybody doing? Hello, Henry. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Hey, um. I'm thinking in terms of, you know, my people perish because of, you know, where there's no vision, right? What What is the vision of the church? You know, I mean, what is the vision? What are we trying to accomplish? Um, the, the word says in a nutshell that he, God wanted his will done on the earth. There, you know, we get caught up in not being able to do God's will. One, because we may not know what God's will is. Two, we may not know what God's will is for our life, or what our purpose is. And three, because we may not, we're constantly maybe be, maybe because we're constantly condemning ourselves because we don't quite we're not living up to the standard that we know. We you know, I told a lie the other day, or I cussed somebody out the other day, or I still got this smoking habit or whatever. And so we feel as though we got to get all these things taken care of first before we can ever progress and do God's will. But there, our God is a consuming fire. And there are some things that are never going to fall off of us until we enter into the fullness of the blade. And and the fullness of the fire where the real heat is at is when we step out there into the world and begin to 
proclaim his kingdom begin to bring down um, bring down evil forces because it's at that point where you have to be pure or you're going to die. It's at that point in the early church, they didn't really too much have to worry about you know, The apostles never really talked about how they, was, they had you know, issues on the side and they couldn't stop doing this because they knew that in stepping out there in the lion's den like that, if the enemy saw you had uh, 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 all types of hidden sin in your life, you didn't have a leg to stand on. So, you know, we're supposed to be proclaiming the kingdom of God. That's the whole, that's all Messiah ever talked about, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. He never said much about going to heaven. We, we, that's us talking about all this stuff about trying to die and make it in. But, you know, we, he said that our kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're trying to let earth go to hell as long as we make it in. And if you read the scriptures, whether you're reading the very end of the book of Revelations or whether you're reading Daniel chapter 7, verse 27, uh, or even what the Messiah said about the meek shall inherit the earth, the earth, it belongs to the saints. We're supposed to be ruling it and glorifying our king. And it's something strange about how we can... Uh, we can believe that the, that, that, that Yahushua, I don't call him Jesus, I call him by his original Hebrew name. We believe that Yahushua is our Savior and he can save you now. And we believe he is our Lord and we are supposed to obey him now. But for some reason, we keep putting the king aspect of the king of kings off into the future. And as long as you keep putting the authority of the kingdom into the future, then who else is going to be ruling down here? I have a hard time believing that God has a church in the earth just to be ruled over by the sinners and the ungodly. If you read Genesis chapter 7, verse 27, it tells you that. Uh, you know, so what I, what I guess what I'm saying is <clears throat> all the stuff that we're seeing on the streets is because the church thinks that it can go out there in the midst of a wicked community and pluck people out of that community to come to our church get them cleaned up, and then send them back into the community and expect for them to just maintain. But the early church didn't do it that way. The early church actually stepped out to the community. They addressed the power structure and proclaimed the kingdom of God and spoke the judgments of God against the ruling powers, and that's why they were persecuted. And those ruling powers, God, God's spirit came through and judged the ruling powers. And that's why they had the testimony that they had turned the world upside down. Everywhere they went, they established a working church that was taking the community. They didn't desire to establish churches. They established community. They, they, their, uh, their intention was to turn the church into, I mean, excuse me, to turn the community into a church. So, you know, churches back then were in the house. When you when you did get somebody to come out the streets or whatever, you, and they needed a place to stay, like if you, you know, ministered to a prostitute or something or you know, you have a violent man. They took that woman off the streets into a house. It wasn't like, well, you go back home and deal with that situation and just keep praying while he's still beating you upside the head and maybe, you know, if he keeps telling you you love him, maybe he'll come to God himself. They they took her. He, she disappeared. And if that man happened to find out what church, what, what, what house she was at, they proclaimed the judgments of God. You know, you got to get to us and the angels in order to get to her. And God will strike you dead before he let you touch one of his own. So we don't have any sense of authority anymore. We're trying to ask God to bless us in the midst of the world instead of taking over the earth. The word kingdom doesn't even mean the celestial realms of heaven. You know, when he said thy kingdom come, if you look that word up, 
It literally means the dominion or the reign. God's reign has come. The Messiah said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, go because of this, and proclaim my dominion. Go preach my kingdom. Go take over. If you're tired of drugs being in the community, instead of just trying to reach out to the drugs, the people who are on drugs, get together and pray and 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 uh, speak judgment against the people who are bringing the judge, the, the bringing the drugs in there. And here's another issue: we got to quit being so weak, because there's, the Bible is full of death. Men will always yeah. judge and put the death in the Bible. Hold on, yeah. just a second, me. I want to make sure that we let our people know that are in the chat room. Uh, we only have about three minutes, so we're going to lose you in the chat room. Go ahead and call in, 818-691-7406, and we're going to probably go over about five minutes tonight, so 818-691-7406, because at 10 o'clock the chat line is going to shut down. So 818-691-7406, just wanted to make sure that you get in. And, again, we're not going to probably go about five minutes over I know that Rodney is looking for that verse. I thought I had found it, but I but I didn't. So sorry about that, Henry. So you can you can. Go well, ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm wrap this up by simply saying that, you know, it's it's great that we have this desire for God to be seen in us and through us, but an even greater aspect of that is to be able to introduce God into our community so that God becomes a living being in the midst of us all. Like in the children of Israel, God was a living being. Even if you even if you didn't like Moses, you still had to deal with that spirit that was there. They, they were two separate individuals. There was Moses and then there was God. And when we go to church, we put these saints, these preachers or whatever on pedestals. These people are no different than anybody else. They're just vessels. But the vessel is supposed to be bringing, something's supposed to be coming through the vessel, and it's supposed to be the presence of God. He's supposed to be dwelling in our midst. So when you go to a church, you should be afraid to go up in there if you ain't being serious. If I'm going up in the church to get a woman, you should, I should be aware that, okay, if I, this, this woman's father, her heavenly father is in here. If I would be afraid of her natural father, why wouldn't I be afraid of her heavenly father? That he's going he gonna to get me if I try to abuse one of his daughters. So we need to, we need to, Pray for God's presence to be restored in our midst in an active, living way because we say that we serve a living God. Henry, I totally agree with you. We we have become so weak-minded, as, as, which is which we could say. That's why we don't see the fullness operating because, again, we, we complacent. We let things go. We don't operate in that power. It should change things. We should go up and the situation should change. The circumstances should change if we take that power in there. But, again, we've become so weak-minded. We by things. We say, oh, it's okay. And why you talked about that earlier on in the show, how we just we conform. We just let everything. We don't speak up for what's right and who's right in this world. We don't. And so in doing that, how do we? what do we expect? What power do we expect to manifest? Could I say one more little thing? That, sure. That verse, that, that verse where it talks about for God's love the world, he gave us something again. So a lot, if you look at the word there for word in the group, for world, for God's love the world in the Greek, it doesn't mean the people. Because <laughs> this is a lot of times we think that God's love the people that he gave us something again. So actually that word there means the order. God was so in love with the order 
that he sent his son to restore the order of his kingdom. But that's our purpose, that's our vision, to restore the order of God again. That's why he said that the Messiah was the last Adam, because we got to go back and bring this earth back into an Edenic type of order where everything was under subjection to God. And we only had dominion over the earthly things, the things of the earth instead of trying to have dominion over each other. And that's where we went wrong. Because he said we sort of had dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl, and the earth, and this, that, and the other, but he never said each other. And ever since we've been trying to use the earth's resources to manipulate each other, man, the war and murder and killing and rape has, 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 has came forward ever since instead of enjoying what God has given us on the earth free. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for that. I know, um, you guys, I love when this happens, when, when there's a topic that seems like we can, we can make it of this world, but everything comes back to that foundation which, in my opinion, I said we've gotten so far away from, and the results of it is killing us. We're dying to live. We, we are people that have breath, have life, and so much within us, yet we are dying daily. We are the existing dead, lifeless, hopeless, Powerless, yet we serve such a mighty God. A mighty God. So why are we? Rodney, I know you're there and been searching for that scripture, and I know you're going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. And I will. To all of the listeners, I. I am going to find that scripture and then I will I will post it on the page. I don't know why I can't find it. And <laughs> but that was just a You're breaking up. Yeah, that is, say that again, Henry. I said, what does the scripture what does the scripture say? Maybe I can find it real quick. Um, it talks about the the man being the head of his house, but then the wife being the head of God's house. The wife being the head of God's house? Yeah, there's a scripture that pretty much says that's out of order, but I can't seem to find it. I don't know if I remember yes. someone that said that the wife was the head of God's house. Well, it's saying that how can, it's, it's basically saying that how can she be, how can a woman be submissive yet be head of God's house, outside of the house? It's in this thing where I've read it too. But, so it's not saying that the woman is supposed to be. He, he was speaking on, um, you know, Bible verses that we as society and churches seem to overlook. We put emphasis on some things, but there's some verses you never hear really talked about within the church. So we were looking for that scripture. So, um. You guys, we did it again. No plans to be on here for two plus hours. Here we are. But um, I'm okay with that because I love talking about the word. Because that's the only thing I tell you keeps me sane, keeps me going, and keeps me dealing with myself. Keeps me myself in the forefront so that I can recognize I got much, 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 much more work to do. Um, that's kind of all I have tonight. Remember, you guys, we won't be on June, until June 8th. 
We're going to be back on until June 8th. Next week, next Monday, it's a holiday. Um, the week after that, we're going to just take some time, but we will be back on June 8th. So mark your calendars. Don't forget about us. Um, and if there's some topics that you guys want to discuss, if there's someone you think we should interview um, on the show or want to get some things out, send us a, send us a message. You can reach Rodney on Facebook, um, reach me on Facebook. Uh, Rodney has a website. He's working on the Education Summit, 2015 Education Summit in Virginia. You guys stay connected if you know someone in Virginia. Pass the word along. Um, they're here. I have the Chemical Queen Relationship Conference. It's about understanding each other's life language. We talk so much about some people's love language, but there is a such thing. There's a you before you became one with this person, and that's what I meant earlier about just sometimes you have to just be okay with, with who you are. Understand. I'm not saying there's not some things to change. But whoever's going to be in my life, there's some things about me that they're going to have to say, oh, that's just my baby. That's just my girl. She she gets like that sometimes, but I love her. We have to do that in every part of our relationship, with our parents, with our kids. we got to take that ego off and know that you're not the only one with feelings. You're not the only one with stuff and circumstances. So that being said, July 18th, at the Crescent Club here in Memphis, a very nice atmosphere. Um, we're only taking 20 couples max only. So if you know anyone in Memphis, the rounding area, uh, I have a couple coming from Atlanta. So if anybody's in Atlanta and want to team up, we may have a few couples coming from Atlanta, um, working on perhaps doing the same thing for a church in Atlanta with couples. So... Find your place in this world. Find where you, what is the very thing you would do for free if you could? What's the thing that keeps joy, keeps happiness? What is it that God will have you do? So you don't have to worry about getting caught up. Go to that place. Keep God's word so that you can know that place. Whatever that is for you whatever that is, and take your eyes off what someone else is doing, how it looks, because I tell you, there is, there is work to do in anything you choose to do, but you've been given what you need to be you, you've been given it, there's no reason to be caught up, there's no reason to be envious. There's no reason to be insecure, bitter, full of unforgiveness. There's no reason to. None. So, again, um, ButterflyEvolution.org, you can learn about what things Butterfly Evolution has going on here. Um, Rodney's going to give you the information. You can go to his site and find out what he's doing there in Menanzas, support his book. Uh, tired of being black from the heart of a teacher. You can get it online as well. So just find a way to support. If you can't be here, if you can't be there, share it with other people who you think can be. Because the things that we're putting out there are the things that we hope 
will bring change in your life because you're responsible for being that change that you expect someone else to be or to do. So it's about the speck in your eye, not in someone else's. Okay? So Rodney, I'm turning it over to you. And remember, people, July, July, June 8th is when we will be on. June 8th will be the next show. And it's, it's uh, a group of men. We're going to have Rodney, Charlie, I think it's Caswell, Brandon, my son's going to be on. Um, Bo, I think he has said he'll be on as well. So uh, there was a post today about, you know, if, are we where we are because we be, men have become so soft and, and, you know, not operating in their their rightful state um, registry, my spirit, because a friend of, friend of mine and, and I was in talking about I asked her that question. I said, why did that, why every man I see just appears to be weak and soft? Like, I can't do that. I can't. You got to bring some hardness in here. You got to, if you don't deal with me, you got to be able to just put your foot down. This is how it's going to be. This is how it is. <laughs> I mean, really, I don't need somebody to just tell me, you're going to sit down tonight. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, you can't come in here pouting and crying and like me. You got to shake this thing up when I mess it up. You got to give me a solution. You can't be crying with me. Not at that moment. <laughs> get later. But we can't be crying together. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I don't know if you all are aware, but kids spend about 50% of the year taking standardized tests. The other 50% of the year, they're preparing for those standardized tests. Um, And millions, sometimes, you know, in in some states, billions of dollars are being spent on tests. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about social promotion, um, how there are, you know, ninth graders reading on a third grade level because the school system is just pushing kids through school, not necessarily educating them. And then we're going to be talking about the policies, the teaching, um, and the parenting that's impacting kids in grades K through 12. So it's going to be a phenomenal time. We are going to have legislators here. We're working um, to, to to pack the auditorium. It will be at George Mason University. Again, the date is September 26th. So we hope that you'll come there the, to um, to get the free ticket for the event. You do need to go to www.yourfaithteacher.com. That's Y-O-U-R-F-A-V-T-E-A-T-H-E-R. Uh, we hope to see you in the place on that day. And another great show, Tammy. To everyone, we'll see you uh, in two weeks on June the 8th. And, Tammy, I just want you to know that you are hilarious talking about these crying men. (laughs) 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 It is what it is. Huh? I say it is what it is, Rodney. You know it is what it is. I do want to add this uh, before we get off so that no one misunderstands you. Um, There's a difference between a man putting his foot down and a man trying to control a woman. There's a huge difference. But we'll, but we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it in two weeks. Uh, to everyone, have a blessed week. Please have a safe and enjoyable uh, holiday if you celebrate Memorial Day. We love you all, and we will talk to you again soon. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Good night.
But I know a change gonna come. training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 